Hi, I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And we're your hosts of Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. We explore and process our experiences with sex, dating, survival, self-worth, and everything in between. We also invite guests to talk about their own experiences, too. Some recent ones include Michelle Zahner of Japanese Breakfast, Ki Kwan... Bowen Yang, and the list goes on and on. Feeling Asian has had a pretty exciting year so far after being named a top podcast of 2021 by CNN and being featured on Apple and Spotify's homepages. We hope the podcast is creating a compassionate space for Asians, Asian Americans, and Asians in America to be themselves without feeling as if their time is a fleeting moment. Tune into Feeling Asian every Wednesday for new episodes. up y'all i'm amanda seals and listen i get it we're in some serious times so i think some of y'all forgot i'm a comic she had them jokes i mean you forgot i had a whole hbo comedy special you forgot i showed love to how black women give compliments okay polka dots and from shade to how white women move in corporate america stop cc'ing all these unnecessary people on these goddamn emails i get it we've been pooped up for a long time that's why the Amanda Seals Black Outside Again Comedy Tour is coming to a city near you. Go to amandaseals.com today and get your tickets so we can laugh and learn our way through this madness together. How black am I gonna have to get? It's a good show. He's been to Italy. She's been to the bathroom three times. <laughs> In ten minutes. It's Mormon and the meth head. If you put a Mormon and a meth head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron Woodall and just a radar fence. Listen to them talking to Mike. Mormon and the meth head. Mormon and the meth head. Mormon and the meth Speaking of boys getting molested. Oh, really? <laughs> How's that for a segue? Oh, I was going to say, did you uh, get a new boyfriend? <laughs> I... <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Tinder's been going well for you? Is that what you were going to say? Oh. Uh, yeah. I um, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the experience that we had uh couple months ago the i we couldn't talk about it right away because it was rough and we needed some distance from it but i want to talk about we've been talking a lot about stories the stories that you tell yourself and the narrative and one of the things that we talked about in our uh super complicated uh sexual friendship episode fight was i referenced that our sex life was a hundred percent on your terms. And now we don't live in the same state. So we bang when it we're on the road. And when you told that to me, it shocked me. I was like, yeah, you didn't even know. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean? And yeah. And I, and I spent a long time thinking about it and I tried to, I don't know. So here's, here's the perspective of women. Okay, so we have had, we are kind of coming out of this age where we just exist as receptacles for uh, men's cum. Mm -hmm. And we are... Jizz basket. We are becoming our own uh, sexual 
being yeah i'm just gonna <laughs> just as a, as a basket is a terrible thing to put jizz in like i, I just, just don't like it, I it has I, holes I, I just feel like it's enough time has passed like it's 2018 we could come up with some like synonyms for cum dumpster we uh and i think jizz basket is jizz, a but it's like are you talking about like wicker or is yeah. it waterproof i just uh doesn't something has to has to hold fluid I guess not, because it's not like it's going to, I don't know, a basket. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know why I got really stuck on the <laughs> logistics. <laughs> the logistics. <laughs> Worth it. Oh. Uh, what is wrong with me? Okay. Um, okay. So this... Some of this, and we'll cover in a, in uh, we'll get into at some point a lot of our shifts in dynamic. I came into this friendship with a hardcore fear of rejection, so that had a lot to do with what you heard in fight. Like a lot of me just trying to put my guard down and not uh, not be trying to prevent rejection. But we we as women for a long time just the societal perception was that we existed for when y'all felt like sticking your dicks in us and that our whole life should be about what men like, how to impress men, how to uh, be attractive for men, how to, uh, uh, and then they fuck when they feel like it. But then the, you know, the, the narrative is that men always want to fuck and that uh, women don't want to fuck. We're tired. We have a headache. And then that started to shift and women are like, no, wait, we like to bang. And, there are men who are selfish in bed, don't care about the woman coming. Uh, there are men who just want to uh, show up and have sex with you when they feel like having sex with you and not respect you outside of that. And uh, that was a lot of the narrative in my head was that here we have this sexual relationship on your terms when you feel like doing it, this is like a baby, a baby sexual, not a baby sexual. <laughs> Stop talking about your Tinder. I do like young men. Um, no, it was a, it was a, it was a, I'm like, I almost said newborn. God damn. Would you stop looking at Connor McFadden's Instagram in between episodes? I am editing I, that out. Do not do edit not. it out. Um, We're supposed to cross-promote our <laughs> other shows on Starburns. Okay. It was a very young... <laughs> it's a, it was a new relationship. It was a it new was a relationship. New, it was a, a new relationship. And we all, only saw each other when we were on the road. So there's not like there was a ton of, of times. But when uh, you don't feel like... When you are not in a sexual mood, it doesn't go well to try to get you in a sexual mood. Um, True. Like, and so yeah, but it I felt also, like my, in my head. My, what I said in that discussion uh, was like, yeah, but when you don't want to have sex, we don't have sex either. Uh Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but like I, I just – I would never expect you – to to have sex with me when you didn't want to right if you didn't want to if i was like hey baby and you were like no thanks i'd be like okay yeah and so i think um 
usually when two people are in a, a sexual relationship and the sex is good, whatever, um, one person, you might not have been thinking about sex at the moment, but when the person that wants to have, that you have good sex with is like, what's up? Then you're like, oh, I wasn't thinking about that, but that sounds good. And that's kind of, okay, at, back in the beginning, back when we recorded Fight, I just wanted to bang all the time because I don't have sex with anyone else. But now I've kind of come to a point where like, uh, yeah, I wasn't thinking about that, but uh, this, we can do that. And um, that's how it is for most people in sexual relationships, where it's like, um, where you have a very, the the being pushed by a woman would be hot to a lot of men. And it isn't, it, it doesn't have that reaction with you. So. No, man, I fucking hate it. I can't stand. Well, that's <laughs> just because I'm obstinate, maybe. Well, and I've I, watched. I, uh, I don't, I, if. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. I just, I feel like uh, I'm allowed to say no. I'm allowed to say no, I don't want to. And everybody gets mad at me for it. Oh, I want to get in. Okay, I want to get deep into that. I want to get, uh, everything feels like innuendo right now. Um, But this experience was everything that I initiated sex with you would be while we were uh, asleep. And, and you would stop me and it felt like you had woken up enough to, uh, stop me and that it was intentional. And then I would have like, obviously I would feel rejected, but I would have these like, um, okay. So it's just never an option when it's not his idea. And it's not when I'm asleep woman, I'm trying to get some REM cycles in. I was like, when we're getting up in the morning. Yeah. But this also like sometimes when you would initiate sex. So this narrative in my head of this is just always on his terms. And then I have to suffer this rejection otherwise and blah, blah, blah. And uh, I talked to you about it. And then you tried to fix it by letting it happen. So I woke you up trying to uh, hook up. And it went really bad and uh, it didn't feel good for me. And you laid there frozen and I left the room and then we had like a rough rest of the trip. And it wasn't until a couple weeks later in a, in a heated debate about it that you revealed. I didn't. That wasn't the first time I revealed it. That was the first time you heard. You're me. right. You're right. I tried to tell you right away. Yeah. Uh, or maybe not right away, but I mean, like, you did. I told the, you that, pretty that night. Soon. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to get into the whole how rejection, uh, <laughs> fear of rejection affected that because I want it for the other episode. But yeah, you're right. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, I just, uh, yeah. I didn't hear you the first time you said it because all I heard was you didn't want to have sex with me. And uh, rather than just saying no, which you had done before and it didn't work, which is the reason that, I mean, it, it, you had done before and it hurt my feelings. So you were trying to do something different. Um, you told me that I felt it felt bad. Like it felt bad. I didn't want to do it. It felt bad. And that's all I heard. I, sex with me felt bad. Um, me touching you felt bad. And then I didn't hear the full of that until I pushed you to the point where it, it turned into a heated debate, at which point you revealed uh, again that you revealed it, I heard it this time, that it triggered feelings of being violated. And all of a sudden, somehow, I 
realize that, oh, maybe this man who got molested by his sister, probably in his bed, probably out of a dead sleep, uh, isn't going to have a great reaction to being woken up out of a dead sleep to his uh, anyone touching him. And uh, and then when you kind of half woke up, you must not have woken up all the way because you didn't know it was morning. You didn't know that the alarm had gone off. We had gone to bed super late that night. I had yeah. thought, and the, yeah, I had never heard the alarm. I didn't know that it was like anyway. I had no idea that it was morning yet. And so the frozen, I don't. I was so ashamed that I didn't recognize any of this. The way that you lied, froze, frozen with your arms at your side. I because I was only seeing things through my own my own experience my own what I was feeling in that moment my own fear of rejection my own like here I am finally trying to do this and he's lying there and I didn't recognize how stiff your body was the same way that my body was stiff on the dance floor when that guy grabs me the same reflex to freeze and just let it happen like that's what was happening you were freezing and just letting it happen and not in a way that was like oh this dumb bitch wants to suck my dick but in like uh, I felt like it would be, I remember feeling like, uh, yeah, it's actually way easier to have you tell the story. I don't know. <laughs> like, really, um, I'll try. I, I, I remember thinking that it, uh, that I needed to go along with it, that it would be easier if I went along with it. And that it would like make you happy. And something, something, I don't know how conscious I was of it. I know that there was a, a point where I thought, oh, shit. I, this, that's, that's what I thought when I got molested. And, uh, and then from that point on, it was just like, I was reliving that experience and everything that you did just felt like I was being molested and it, like, and it just, uh, took me to a really scary place and yeah, I just kind of separated I was very much like up somewhere else thinking about it. Like I was thinking, it wasn't like I wasn't in that moment cause I was just thinking about everything there, but I didn't feel like I was there in the moment. I felt very detached and, uh, I then had a lot of questions about memories and, uh, and just other things about my my relationships and child like so I had a a, a lot on my mind and none of it was good and not, like and uh, I also just woke up. This is the worst time to, <laughs> to relive sexual trauma. It's like Mondays, uh, am I right? God. <laughs> yeah. So I did so you uh, a disservice as uh but i like we had i guess we had to have that experience for me to realize like oh i'm not dealing with a a, a selfish man who 
only gives a fuck about his own needs, which there's no evidence of that in uh, anything else. But I'm dealing with a survivor of sexual trauma who's just scratching the surface of processing uh, what happened to him. I've been processing my sexual abuse for 30 years and still have issues. That's why I don't have sex with anyone else. Like it's too, it's too much. It's too complicated. And uh, I'm still freezing on dance floors and shit. And so just funny. We recorded that episode of the same uh, day that we recorded that fight episode, that fight episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I thought after I thought about that, and I can't apologize enough for uh, it happening, but then all, like not recognizing it when it was happening. No, the only but thing that got me was just it was afterwards. Afterwards, I didn't. Was that I tried to tell yeah. you, and then you were still mad at me. And this then is you, just. And you stayed mad at me for like two weeks, and I like I I don't think it was a, a real conversation. I think I yelled at you via text or something. Yeah, or like all an all caps text. Most of our relationships. I was like, I'm sorry, that's not fun to relive sexual trauma. Oh god, like it hit like a ton of bricks right there, and I was like, oh my god, because that was the very first time. But this is where uh, this was a complicated time in our dynamic, and this is where. Uh, so much of when I hear other people having conflict with each other, it's like, oh, you're just not putting yourself in each other's shoes. And when you have uh, a relationship like ours and a friendship like ours and uh, we've entwined everything in our careers together, every time that we have conflict, I have spent a significant amount of time only thinking about things from my perspective. And when everything is flowing well, with us because we are very good at thinking about each other but sometimes i want to be like well but what about me and then i see everything that you're saying different than how you're saying it i hear it all different than how you're saying it when the reality is is that you're usually putting yourself in my shoes you're usually thinking about how uh that whole situation happened because you felt like i should just uh, i don't want to hurt her feelings that whole thing mm -hmm. happened because you sacrificed yourself in that moment to try to make me feel better. And as a result, we did something that, you know, was not uh, good for you. And then that made me think about, because I travel with you and we're out and we, uh, you know, we hook up with other people, whatever. And so I have, I've had to sit through uh, interactions. I try to stay out of the way interactions with you with other women god i wish you would have gotten in the way last night i did I we need a like, signal i guess because i thought i was being well, like a I good wingman you when you were just have your face I down because i'm and like uh, i didn't want to be staring i there didn't want to make you feel night, like just, yeah just a woman after the show it was just like uh the second you walked on stage i planned on uh on having sex with you and uh i was like okay uh but then she told me that for 45 minutes <laughs> While I'm trying to sell t-shirts. <laughs> and I'm just like, could you just make room for the line of people that's behind you? <laughs> she, was just, she, she was just very drunk. She was very, very drunk. Right. All of her friends knew it and knew they should take her away from me. And they just didn't. And she was just going on and on and on and on and on and on. And told me the same stories over <laughs> and over again. It was again. so funny. Her, her friends we were, were giving still, you the thumbs up or yeah, thumbs down. Would, they were like, they, they would look over and be like, thumbs up, thumb down. I'm like, you know, you know. <laughs> 
get your ass over here and get her home. Get some water for her. Thumbs up, maybe, maybe thumbs down. If you're asking, you knew. Come also, on. am I uh, supposed to do it? Yeah. Anyway, uh, like it just, uh, but that anyway, but that, uh, I like that. That's a little different because I feel like I like initially I was I was flattered and turned on by yeah. her. She was hot, and I was like, okay. And then it just became apparent that uh, she was just super drunk and super annoying. And then she just, uh, you know, just talked my ear off and touched me uncomfortably for forty five minutes and thought yeah, that we were still she... going to have sex afterwards. And I was like, yeah. no, it's over for me. <laughs> We've already moved past it. It's not going to be. Because when I got to the I got to the club in between shows and as I walk in, she is you are sitting in a like a high chair mm -hmm. and then she God, has her you vagina. And <laughs> <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> you have she has like kind of her vagina like like almost yep. uh, uh, almost parked up on your knee. And so mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't want to make this weird. So I went to the bathroom and then I went and sat at the bar. But I think. Uh, anyway, go can back we and talk? Us, yeah. Can, can we? I because I also want to talk. I just don't want to, uh, too many of your experiences. I know. But I know. Thank you. You have had a lot of yeah. Women, women will not take no for an answer, and I feel like isn't that like uh, I I learned that no means no. I mean that always made sense to me, but I feel like in in recent years that has been uh, a repeated mantra to to educate. Uh, men, no means no. No right. means no. And I, uh, I can't. I don't want to make a sweeping statement, but um, I've had, I mean, many, many experiences where women will not take no for an answer, and it bothers me. I'm like, just I, I said no. Why do you fucking keep trying? I said no, and they're just. I know that alcohol plays a role, and so, like I've said stuff while I was drunk too. Uh, I don't think that you're all evil or whatever, but it's just like I thought. It's just it's weird to me. It, 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 like I've I've seen women go insane and just like yeah. uh, lose it because I I keep saying no. I keep saying no, and uh, I don't know. The more the but like me being obstinate, it just gets easier and easier to say no. Yeah. And, uh, but I asked, uh, Jinx Jenkins, Alicia Donahue about it one time. Cause I told, I just, there's a lot of time. I just don't, I don't feel like having sex. That's it. At lucky California. We understand that some days feel like a race and grocery cards don't make the best race cars. That's why we offer home delivery powered by Instacart. It's fast. Race car fast. You can get groceries delivered in as fast as one hour. That means all the groceries you love us for, like fresh produce, fresh baked bakery items, quality meat and seafood, and more. Get delivered right to your door. Place your order at shop.luckysupermarkets.com. Lucky California, the golden state of eating. And so I You've was telling, things, sorry, I was telling them about this girl that I, that wouldn't take no for an answer. And, uh, they said something like jinx. I think was the one who said it was just like, yeah, you, you just, it doesn't compute. It doesn't yeah. compute, uh, because you're supposed to want sex. And it's also her entire self-worth. Like we have been taught, so she was speaking, uh, on behalf of all women, uh, that, you know, our sex is our worth. 
Yeah. And that uh, guys want our pussy. And then you offer it up and the guy says no. It's uh, uh, hurtful. It's destroying. So, yeah, a lot of women will just be like, oh, I guess I need to take this as a challenge or whatever. But, like, please don't challenge me. I just uh, I, I, I feel like I need to get better at saying no. Does this sound like victim mentality? <laughs> like, but no, I, I do I feel like because I because I, I am like polite and I hate displeasing people, and I, it gets even worse when it comes to sexual stuff. And I wonder if it's connected to that experience. But right. I have a very hard time just like that girl last night. Why did I give her my phone number and act like maybe there's a chance late? I was just trying to get her away, and I was like, yeah, yeah all right, maybe I'll text you after the late show. And I like I thought about it later. And I was like, I knew that I wasn't going to see her after the late show, that I was just going to text her later. Oh, I'm really tired. So why did I just say no? And I, I think that it's I, I am polite, but I think that when sex is involved, I get I really uh, him and haul rather than being direct. And so I try to but I feel like I'm being obvious, even though I'm being indirect. Where I'm like, it look, right. it's clear that uh, I'm not vibing with you. Like, can't you pick that up? Don't make me reject you to your face. Just take a hint. And then that goes on for a while until I get more and more and more and more uncomfortable. And then I finally have to, like, stammer out like a no. Like, no, I really just uh, – I don't think so. And then and then I feel like because I didn't just say no right away that they think it's part of a game or, they, or like, it, for whatever reason, they don't believe it. And they and it keeps going. Like, I've had, I've had multiple experiences where I've left – I've let like women that I, I left, I left someone naked on their bed. I told them all, I, to I told about. them all Sometimes night. Sometimes you want to hook up and not have sex. Well, that time I didn't even really want to hook up. I told her, uh, I was like, and, and she told me she like wanted to have sex. And I was like, I'll make out with you, but I won't have sex. And, uh, uh, she kept trying and kept trying. And I kept saying, I don't want to have sex. And then, uh, I just was like going along with it. Because I felt obligated, like I didn't want to hurt her feelings. And so I was just like, I guess we can have sex. I don't know. And she got all the way naked. And I was like, what are you doing? You're going to have sex with her so she feels better? And you're going to feel worse. You know you're going to feel worse. And you told her that. And she didn't respect that answer. She doesn't deserve, like, you don't need to worry about her feelings. And so then I left her naked and just, like, put on my shoes and just and ran out of her apartment and ran home, you know? There Did she a, ever talk to you again? Uh, she sent me a few uh, middle-of-the-night uh, insane texts, and uh, then I blocked her on everything, and we've not uh, spoken. But uh, there, there, was a, there was a Tinder date that I had that I think I've told that story on the podcast already. Where uh, someone, you know, she was like, listen, I don't want to give you the wrong idea, but like, we're not going to have sex tonight. Yeah. Do you want to come up to my apartment? And I was like, perfect. I'd love to come up to your apartment. And and I also don't want to have sex tonight. And then she said over and over again, like, we're not going to have sex. And I was like, that's fine. I love making out. And then like after she got done making out, she was like, let's go to my bed. And then she then took off her clothes. And I was like, oh, hey, I was like serious. When I said it, uh, I'm sorry that you're a liar, <laughs> but okay. I, I meant it. In that situation, okay, I never end up having sex with anyone, but <laughs> I uh, I do before Tinder dates say, like, I don't, I'm not going to do anything because I don't want that to be in the background the entire time. Like, if there's chemistry, then I end up uh, attack making out with them or something. 
but if there's not chemistry, I don't want it to be an implied uh, outcome. So a lot of times I will be like, hey, we're not going to do anything. And then when the chemistry happens, uh, I like to initiate. I like to be the one that initiates in that first time because I want to set where it's going. So I, uh, the few Tinder dates that I haven't canceled, I always say, uh, Hey, just so you know, like I don't, we're not going to do anything. Mm -hmm. And then I, because I want to decide in that moment. And then I have had really good luck in that they don't attempt anything and then they get attacked, uh, at the end. So that might be, the thought process there and i'm trying that, that to makes think, more sense i can wrap my mind and if a that. guy said to me yeah i i don't want to either i would just like because that's what i would say uh because i don't want to get rejected so i would just assume that he didn't really mean it but i'm trying to think in that moment if i grabbed his face and tried to make out with him and uh i like i don't i can't because i never end up having sex mm-hmm. but i uh if at some point he wanted to stop um, I'm trying to think what that would, I just, if you tell me no, though, like I, that's that fear of re- like that, just that rejection mechanism is like, okay, well I'm going to leave and never talk to you again. Cause like, I can't, um, I, I've watched women, uh, not let us leave places. And, uh, I've, you know, I, th- th- we were somewhere where that woman kept sending you yeah uh, messages and uh the only unsolicited vagina pictures i've ever heard of oh that were one to have you. we talked about her on the podcast we haven't. she sent me an email and apologized that is amazing i, I was i didn't reply because she uh still freaks the fuck out of me but like it was nice to get that email but we uh I did some, I, and again, this sounds like victim mentality, but I, uh, or like, or, or like, you know, I'm blaming myself, but I feel like I did something at that show. I put something out into the ether with my energy where, uh, I got multiple, there were like three different women that found me on Facebook. You after needed that a place show. to stay and you made a joke at the end about needing a place to stay. I did do that. That's what that, that was. And so then you but ended they, up leaving. Uh huh. But like I got three different, uh, women who messaged me that all were like, we made eye contact and during the show. And yeah. I was like, I hate to break it to you, uh, but all I could see was a spotlight. I'm just staring. <laughs> I'm just staring out into an, un, un, like, just, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's acting. I'm just, but they're like, we made so much eye. You couldn't take your eyes off me at the show, blah, blah, blah. Um, they like all went to like my filtered messages. I didn't find them until later, except for this one woman. And like, I was like messaging her a little bit that night. And she was just like, Oh, I shook your hand after the show. And you, I wish I told you how hot you were. And I was like, Oh, thank you. That's very nice. And, uh, then she like started sending me pictures and I was like, Oh, Hey, that's cool. And then she would not stop sending me pictures, would not stop sending me pictures. And then said stuff about my son, like in between pictures of her twat. And I was like, yeah. all right, uh, <laughs> So I just stop. I just stop responding, right? I just, I just, oh, I'm like, not going to talk. I'm yeah. not going to talk to her. And then she'd be like, she said, "Oh, d- sorry, did I, did I cross a line?" And I felt like, uh, I, I can, I can message her back yeah. and say, just let you know, I don't have to ghost her, right? Um, 
And I'm like, yeah, you, you actually did. You did cross the line. And then she's like, oh, well, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. And, like, and I was like, oh, my God, what the hell? And then she sends, uh, like, like I just tried to ignore her. And uh, then, like, I eventually was like, please, please stop. I, this is like the third time I've asked you to stop. I really don't like this. This is making me uncomfortable. Please stop. And then she just sent me like a close-up picture of her vagina, like <laughs> spread open, and was like, "Fuck you. This could have been yours. You, you know, dumb." Like she said yeah. something mean, and then I blocked her. But she sent me an email like uh, a couple months later, being like, "Hey, huh, I was in a bad place, <laughs> and uh, I am really sorry." But it's also why, like, I don't know. I, 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 women also get, uh, I had another woman, I don't want to say all women, another woman got mad at me for not just like directly rejecting her, like, but just leaving her on red and like try to insult me for being, you know, like, Oh, you see, you're doing a real good job of like, uh, speaking your mind. I can't remember what she said, but I'm like, I, I don't know. I, I said it. I, I tried speaking my, uh, speaking up with this one woman and she freaked the fuck out. It just seems easier to ghost you. It seems easier yeah. to just be like. You'll get the hint, and then I don't have to say anything rejection-y to you. Don't have to hurt your feelings. It'll just be like, uh, oh, you, you can make up whatever reason in your own head of why I'm not interested in you, and uh, that just seems that seems nicer to me. But I feel like uh, I keep running into situations where someone is uh, casting me as a misogynistic uh, womanizer that just like, treats women like this. And it doesn't matter how I treat them. I'm treating them the wrong way. Right. I'm like, Oh, I don't know what's wrong. I feel like I should be allowed to say, no, I don't think that that is abuse. I don't think that that's uh, uh selfish or, or, or whatever. I feel like you, I don't know. I think the chase is attractive on both sides. You know, I think that uh, some people get caught up in the chase. I think a lot of men, would find like we're just kind of getting to this place where we get to be sexually aggressive and uh i think that everyone is learning their new place in this dawning feminine age and uh there is a role reversal and Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting that now that we are shifting a little bit because this is a um you're the first person that I've heard a lot of these things, but there is a shift. Men are becoming more in touch with their emotions and men are becoming less the, the more enlightened men, the more men who are in touch with their feelings. Like they're not just walking around looking for holes to dip their dick into, you know, they're having nuanced sexual experiences and, and we as women are becoming more sexual and more sexually aggressive. And so I think it's interesting to see how much we aren't just instantly good at it. Yeah. And I think that there's, uh, it's been really cool for me to experience stuff and go and think about this new age where I go, this is what women feel like. Yeah. It's, it's been enlightening to like live, live certain experiences and get a tiny taste of what it's like to be harassed, to uh, be barraged with to, with pictures of someone's genitals. Uh-huh. There's a, like, plenty of little little tiny situations where I go, oh, and I get like I gain a little bit more empathy, you know, and I gain a little bit more of, uh, uh, and I and it's also just brand sex is still just brand new for me, and it's so messy. 
is so messy and complicated and nuanced and it's uh, all these different experiences where I feel like I've I I I've had I've had plenty of sex when I haven't wanted to. Uh, it's, it it happens. Yeah. I just I'm like I'll, I tell but I mean like it's always my choice. No right. one no one could look at like no one could force me into sex. Like that's an experience that uh, I haven't uh, felt. Like I've never felt like oh if I say you've no, never been physically if I say overpowered. No, this, yeah. She could kill me. You know. Right. Uh, but uh, I've uh, been like okay I'll go along with it. You know. And I think that's uh, an enlightening experience. I'm try- I don't think I want to do that anymore. It's just uh, like I had a weird experience. I I feel I'm hesitant. This is I just don't know how to tell the story without. I guess everyone can judge me how they want. I don't know. I did. I was I was in a town. <laughs> leave it as anonymous as possible, and uh, doing shows for a weekend. And one night. Uh, there was a girl that wanted to have sex with me and I guess I was like, I was kind of down for it, but we had no place to have sex. Right. Uh, she had no place and I was like staying with someone else and I was like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to bring a random person back to this nice comedian's house and like fucking on his couch in his living room. Right. You know? Uh, uh, I'm not going to do that. And so I told her no. And she wouldn't take no for an answer. And she kept trying and she kept trying and she kept trying and she kept trying. And I kept saying, well, do you have a place? Do you have a place? I don't have a place. We don't have a place. We're not. She's like, just take me back there. Come on. They won't mind. Why don't you ask them? Why don't you just text? Have you texted him? Have you asked him? Like, yeah, it was awful. Sex in someone's living so room? Just Every time I like pulled out my phone, she was like looking at it to see what I was texting, which made me mad. Yeah. Because I was texting, hey, Danny, I don't want to have sex with this girl. <laughs> Can you just uh, text me back and say no? <laughs> I was like, hey, I'm just like texting my brother. <laughs> I am pretending to text someone. And she was like looking at my phone. It was awful. But yeah. I eventually had sex with her in her car in a parking lot just to be like, all right, fine. I guess we can't. You know? And it wasn't yeah. like I was totally against it. It was, I didn't feel like she like car sex pressured is in me. Cool. Yeah. But yeah. I just, I didn't enjoy it. I wasn't having fun the well, whole you're time. I was just fully thinking, activated, obstinate. Yeah. And I was point. just like, this is just so dumb. I, I don't, I don't like this at all. The very next night, um, a girl leaves her phone number with the bouncer and who gives it to me in between shows. I start texting this, uh, a different girl and she's like, very heavy with flirting. She tells me the bar that her and her friends are at. Tells me to meet her there after the late show, which I then go do. And then uh, her friends leave right away. And then it's just me and her dancing. I feel like, oh, I feel like the second that I got there, we were waiting at the bar. And she kissed me while we were at the bar still. Or maybe we were just touching each other. But we were like immediately physically uh touching each other and right we dance and we were just grinding on each other and you know i love dancing it right was very hot and then i think we kissed on the dance floor and we just started like kissing a little bit on the dance floor it was super hot then she needed a break so we went out on the patio and we were just talking and flirting and i'm like kind of leaning close on her and uh i've second guessed all of this now and i said she said something about she didn't remember my name and i uh made a joke well, how are you going to brag to your friends about the comedian that you slept with? And she said, oh, are we having sex then? And I said, uh, like, flirtily, but honestly, I meant it. I said, I don't know yet. 
and like are we but i'd like to, I, i'm like flirting as I'm yeah like, i don't know yet are we and i'm like leaning in close to her and then uh she said like oh her friend her friend came back like she had to give her the keys or something when she was like and they had established that in front of me yeah earlier the friend when they left was like i'll come back and give you the keys i wonder if that's code i think so yeah um because then she left and I was standing there for like a minute by myself on the patio and a, uh, a dude came up to me and was like, hey, man, how many have you had tonight? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> he was like, how many have you had tonight? And I was like, I've had I had one drink when I got here. Why? Like, am I I'm just standing here minding my own business. And he's like, yeah. well, we've gotten some complaints. And I was like, what about me? Like, I thought maybe he'd be concerned with another guy in a salmon uh, shirt. <laughs> So I'm like, I, I haven't bothered anybody. Yeah. I've just been here with this uh, this girl. Uh, and uh, and he said something about, and I was like, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm, I'm here with a date. And I haven't talked to anybody else. And he was like, yeah, well, she's the one uh, that complained or something. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she and he was like, yeah, she didn't feel safe. Uh, she said maybe like blah, blah, blah. Some, I can't remember everything you said. My head was just spinning. I was just like, what the fuck? What did I do? What? 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 This can't be about me. This can't be about me. And I like told the guy, I was like, yeah, you're, I think you're mistaken. Everything's fine. But then he walked away and I was like, where is this girl? Is she? And so uh, I wait and I wait and she doesn't come back. And my head's just spinning. I'm like, what did I do? What did I do? Right. What did I do? I texted her uh, and I was like, what's happening? She said, "What? Well, uh, my friend's throwing up in the bathroom. What's going on? And I was like, uh, the bouncer just told me that you uh, complained about me and said you didn't feel safe. And she's like, what? I didn't tell him that. And I was like, well, did you tell someone else? And like, are you like, and, and someone else, what, like what happened? And then she just said, like later, she's like, are you still there? And I was like, no, I've walked because I was humiliated. I was embarrassed. Ugh. I was red faced. So I just walked out and I was like, no, I'm outside. And I paused to wait to see if she was going to be like, oh, my God, well, come back. But she never said anything else. And I was standing there. Just my, I just felt such I didn't know what the fuck I did. And then I couldn't stop thinking about it all night. That I, I, I was angry because I was like. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't being w- gross with you, but then I was also scared that I was, that right. I had been, that I, and I was trying to put myself in her shoes. So I like sent her like an apology text that was like, Hey, uh, I'm sorry. Did you feel uncomfortable? Like, or, uh, I'm sorry that I made you feel uncomfortable. And I think I sent her two different ones. Cause I just kept hoping that she would send me something back to explain what I did or explain what she was thinking. She never did. And it's just like haunted me where I'm like, am I a predator? What did I do? And there's the fact that it came on the heels of a, of a thing. I just want, I want it to be, I just don't like gender roles and like saying this is what men are. And this is like, it is possible for women to be predators. It is possible for women to pressure men into sex. I don't think it's the same because I don't think that there's the same physical fear, uh, right? Right. That the that that girl at the at the the second night clearly had with me. Right. She clear. I feel like she was like, oh no, like I can't tell this guy no, we're not going to have sex for whatever reason. I really regret that she felt that way, uh, but I've also like come to terms with being like I didn't do, 
I don't know what, like, I, I, I'm going to keep this in mind and try to be more careful. But like that night, I can't pinpoint any action that I'm like particularly ashamed of that. I'm like, I wish I had done this differently. I felt like I followed her lead the whole way and let, you know, I felt like we were both moving at our own pace, but I just, this idea that, uh, subconsciously, maybe we all just, you think of, uh, you don't think of women as predators. You don't think of men as victims. Uh, and they just, as someone who has had sex, I, I just, I just feel like there's, there's a uh, room there's room for nuance. There's room for people to experience the same event differently. Right. Absolutely. I feel so weird telling that story. Why? I don't know. Because I feel like I I'm just trying to great... defend myself or something. Like, I don't know. No, I think that, look, most men would walk out of that experience. Most men would have been super aggressive. I've watched you in your full flirt mode uh you're very follow the lead you are though six four you know when you do that lean in thing that's hot uh but i don't know was she five three um it could feel intimidating with drinking drinking makes everything i don't why people i'm just anti-alcohol but Mm -hmm. like drinking complicates things so much I talked to you that night. We talked for a long time after that, and you were f- so sad and I was so really, freaked out. I was really upset. And I can't imagine not having any closure on that. I tried to figure it, like I tried to, because deco- a lot of these things, I'm like, okay, well, I can tell you from the woman's perspective, this, this, and this. And the fact that she responded to your text and had a story about where she was, uh, I was like, okay, well, I guess if she she didn't know that the bouncer had confronted you, but it just seemed like drunk misunderstanding. I feel like, in my mind, I feel like she was hiding in the bathroom and waiting until I left. Yeah. Are you still there? Uh, uh, yeah. And so I... Which makes me so sad. I does, don't want to make anyone I know feel it makes like you that. sad, and I know that you aren't... Uh, like that at all but there are a million dudes that are and those dudes would all have left that experience but see this is the pro this is because this is the experience that we're having like as women we're having these experiences constantly our whole lives where like i've aged out a lot of this but like um where you know in our bathrooms there are signs about code words to say to bartenders if you don't feel safe with your date Oh, really? We didn't have this. I see this now all the time at bars when I'm doing shows and stuff. And I'm like, fuck, this is amazing. Our I wish we had just this. had like someone wrote, you're gay. <laughs> and then someone else wrote, no, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> if I said that to a bartender, do you think he would save me? <laughs> I was like, hey, no, you're gay. <laughs> but we are getting, we are in unsafe situations all the time. And right. so that I, don't. I think... Uh, it's 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 more often in your twenties, more often than not, you are in a sexually aggressive uh, situation where you don't feel safe. And I think probably with your stature, I was having a conversation with Virginia Jones yesterday because we are both like five eleven, and I said I was talking about how much do you think uh, our size levels the playing field of interactions with men. Because I, I, I have had a lot of, of sexual assault experiences or attempted sexual assault, but they were all, they had to be giant men because, uh, 
you know, that power dynamic is different. I had an, I had a, a domestically violent relationship on meth with a dude who was five, six. And I just, I never considered it. We were mutually violent with each other, but I could take him half the time because he's smaller than me. And I, I think about the men who did successfully, uh, uh, hurt me and they had to be gigantic to do so because if a 5'11 dude tried to rape me, there's there's a good chance you're going to lose in this, uh, scenario. And we talked yesterday. I was like, do you think for, for women that are smaller, uh, they have more of those intimidating experiences because, and this is just, I'm a theory I'm playing with. I'd be interested no, no, no. to hear what people think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because I feel like I get, uh, I get to feel safer in a lot of situations because I am uh, the size of most men. Mm-hmm. But you are, they- you are someone that I, uh, someone your size i would be more aware of a of a physical risk than yeah. uh, if i'm talking to a dude that's five nine it's very rare that i think like oh i'm in danger i could be in danger here unless he has a weapon i feel like eh, probably if you put me if you uh threatened my safety i would fuck you up hmm. i other experiences where i feel like i've gotten a, a peek behind the curtain to see what it's like on your side uh and they're really they're cool. They're cool. They make me think. They don't really bother me too much. Uh, they, but I like I like gaining the experience. Uh, is I well, I guess I kind of regret talking about my penis on the podcast. Yeah, I regret it. Uh, if I if we were going back uh, re-recording, I wouldn't do it. Uh, at the time, it was just something that was on my mind. I don't I think no you were idea. talking about your dick. I think you were talking about the the unique experience of finding out uh, You're right. that That's, thing about yourself. I thought that was funny. I thought that was something yeah. uh, to explore. Uh, but it opened up a sea of of um, I don't know. It's like I gave my consent for everyone else to talk about it. And I didn't think about that effect, right? And now uh, people, there were just so many comments about my penis and people directly talking to me about it and making jokes about it. And I was like, oh, no, I've given everyone the idea that I am okay talking about this. Yeah. And uh, I had a a female friend like multiple times, like when I've tried to bring up like my discomfort, she has made a joke about like, well, you fucking brought it up. Like you, you clearly love talking about your penis. So stop acting like, uh, it it bothers you. And I just thought if our roles were reversed right now, uh, you would, I would be getting shamed by someone. If I was telling a woman to shut up, about like if a woman complained about someone talking about her boobs like or and and just felt like they had they had the a stranger and i was like well then stop wearing shirts like that yeah you everyone would be like that's not okay come on you just because she she's uh proud of her body doesn't mean you're allowed to talk about it like all this kind of stuff that we know for a fact about women well i don't know it's still there's some people but i feel like majority of americans agree uh on what uh 
uh, like you can't like that, that. That's not allowed, right? But that has recently shifted because uh, five years ago, if you wore shirts like that, then you were asking to have your boobs talked about, and you 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 surrendered autonomy mm-hmm. in that uh, in that situation. But we talked about uh, you were worried that you had given up. Like that you didn't have the right to feel uncomfortable that people were freely talking about your dick on the internet. And I said, because you had talked about it on the podcast and this was something new for us with the podcast uh-huh. in, uh, just because we talk about it, do we have to, is it, do we not own it anymore? Do we not have the right to not want to talk about it all the time? And I said that if I talked about my vagina on the podcast, and uh just find just found out i had a gigantic vagina and uh i did i thought i had a normal size vagina i thought i had an average vagina but then i just found out that it is gigantic and uh and then people started making com like posts about my vagina it would not be okay it would not automatically be okay uh i would have the right to say and i think people would be more scared to do it Right. They would be they would be nervous about the the social repercussions. They'd be nervous about like it would be somewhere in their mind that someone else online would be like, "Hey man, don't do that." Right. Uh but I don't think those same fears exist. Uh, I think the assumption is that all dudes would love for us to be talking about their dick all day. Yeah. So I don't think it's like uh I think it's just this generalization. We have this general idea of what men all men want to fuck all the time. All men uh, uh, want to fuck women and all men would love to have you talk about their dick. And then the idea that you don't want that because that's just a stereotype. It's a, it's mm-hmm. a stereotype. And it, the idea that you wouldn't welcome that, it, it, the, the idea that we have to get your consent. Well, we don't need your consent because you're a man. Of course you want it. Of course you want to have sex with me. You're just telling me no because this is a game that we're playing. Because you're a man and all men want to have sex with me. That is. And if you don't want to have sex with me, then I'm disgusting. And uh, that is that is our programming that isn't necessarily, I think, in the moment. Because we are, I hopefully, we are just now working towards nuance in the gender thing and in the, in the feminine age. But uh, the, uh, we have any we're barely talking about men and consent because we're barely coming into the idea that not all men want to have sex all the time because that is what's been pumped into your head and that's what's been pumped into our head. And so the idea of a man that doesn't want to have sex, it probably is a, you know, a part of that uh, trying to force you to do it is kind of a, a, cause that's not resonating with her programming. Right. Big picture. I, I think that it's, great this point of time that we're in yeah uh there's a little bit of discomfort in there's always growing pains but i feel like we as a society are getting closer to an ideal where we are we're respecting people uh their autonomy and we are allowing for uh differences we're allowing for uh, individuality and like choice and stuff. I think that uh, it's history is always, almost always reactionary. It's a pendulum, and when we're sick of something, we push the pendulum to the other side. And I feel like there's always a moment where uh, we overcorrect, but the backswing is always faster. So I feel like for um, 
how long has it been? Uh, all of time. Uh, <laughs> women have gotten the <laughs> women have gotten the short end of the stick, and uh, we're going to now have a brief moment of time where, like, as as women finally get power, where there's going to be uh, what is that called? Social change theory. This like sociological idea that uh, social problems arise because uh, either from technology or something, something changes so fast that uh, we have to catch up to it. Right. You know, when the Internet hit, we were introduced to a slew of new sociological problems uh, that we didn't know how to deal with because it changed our world uh, with within a generation, you're like boom, everything has changed, right? Right. Um, and so there were a lot of new problems, but then we've we've corrected them, right? And so I feel like uh, if uh, I don't know, men are aren't feeling as heard or something right now. Uh, it's not that big. I don't know. Like it's not that big. Like it's. I I look at all these experiences as as really valuable learning experiences. And I learned something from it, and I don't think that uh, my life is hard in any way. You know? Right. I just, and I think. I like the way that you look at things and you're like, huh, this is how it's been for women. Did you want to tell the story of what happened where you, uh, the, it was, when, it was me and someone else having a conversation you about, about your dick. Yeah, man. I was, it was, uh, you, we were having this exact conversation, and, uh, it was another woman, and, uh, you had my back and you were like, Oh, so he's, if he, if he says something about his dick, then everyone gets to and like, you started talking about it. Right. And it was, I was, I love that you have my back. I love, <laughs> I love protective women. Turn that turns me on. I'm like, you'll fight for me. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Uh, but I was, uh, struck by the fact that I was, that, uh, I was sitting, quietly like i uh while two women discussed my body and <laughs> and whether or not women should be allowed to comment on my body yeah uh and i didn't feel like i was like i could get a word in between right. the two of you and i was like oh this is like when like dude like dude fights uh, uh like for pro like for abortion like you know yeah. like, but in front of a woman like yeah. shuts like shuts up the woman so that he can correct the other yeah. man you know fucking the allies white knight. bad yeah. allies yeah yeah and I was like oh this is what that's like all right I'll remember to uh, shut up all the time you know? yeah like, I think just... that all the time when I watch uh I watch a lot of allies which I I, I do believe they're trying to be allies my instinct on Black Lives Matter. Uh, was hey I am an ally and I am going to uh, do all of that allying behind the scenes with uh, racist people I know and I'm not going to uh, spend a bunch of time on the internet talking about someone else's experience and I saw a great sketch recently where it was uh, it was uh, white people talking about what uh something to this extent like explaining it and not letting the the black person get uh anything and a word in edgewise exactly what you're describing uh -huh. and so it was funny when you said that because i uh that is exactly how it is like you got like uh male feminists that want to are we way over on time we are but i feel like we haven't i think we're going to go over this might be a two-parter but i do want to talk a little bit more well, about do you, do you feel like this was the right did we get it 
Do you think that this was, was this the episode you imagined? I mean, I want to talk more about the sexual abuse. Are you feeling weird? I'm feeling weird. I just don't know if I said, I just don't, I, I don't know. So this is. I don't have a lot of practice voicing these opinions. And so I, I'm worried that I didn't voice them correctly. And I'm like, gonna, it always turns out okay, but I just I worry. I don't know. I feel like. My favorite things to talk about on the podcast are unique Aaron Woodall experiences because they're so many things about your coming into the world at 30 is interesting and unique. And this is a subject from the very beginning that I have been like, man, I really want to talk about you coming into sex and dating at 30, but also being this person. And we have talked about, uh, things you've learned about dating and things you've learned about interacting with women. But this is one thing that you don't, ever want to talk about Mm -hmm. because you don't want to sound like you are marginalized you know like you don't want to you don't want to be the dude that shows up to me too being like uh yeah yeah. well Well, i also (laughs) can we try hashtag i also has anyone not to critique what you got what you what you gals have done already but i just i also is a little bit more grammatically correct i don't know if you just i uh, I went to Berkeley. <laughs> I really get the whole women's movement, but also like a good grasp on the English language. Not to say you don't. Yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah, fucking please don't. <laughs> wow, he is awful. <laughs> uh, all right, I thought of one, uh, one thing that I feel like I, I should have said. Uh, sex is, I like sex. I like it. I like it when it's good. Yeah. But it can bring up really awful feelings for me. And it does a lot of the time. And I feel like if I'm in any other state other than like perfectly happy, sex doesn't go well for me. I've had plenty of sex where I just didn't want to hurt someone's feelings. And I just felt gross and and empty afterwards. And like, if I go into sex feeling that way, I know I'm going to come out feeling worse. Right. Right. If anything bad has happened to me that day, that's made me sad. I don't want to have sex then. Like it's, uh, it's, uh, it's just going to make me sad. You okay. know, I, uh, I don't, okay. and I just, so there's like plenty of times where I've like had dates set up with, with girls or something where I, I like them they're hot and sex would be great. But it just can't be tonight because I'm sad, and I don't want to tell people that. Like, there's only I know people on different levels, right? And if someone that's like that, I'm gonna that I've got like I don't know. I just don't want to admit that, I guess. And so I just want to just be like, uh, no, I'm just. And you girls know what I'm talking about. Oh, I have a headache or something. Like you, you yeah. You don't. Uh, but uh, I just keep women of the world keep that in mind i guess i don't know i don't know i feel like what i really need to talk about is uh is getting molested and that's like you you said some stuff early on that i like i think has just been on my mind the whole time we were talking yeah well i would like i would like to get it i think that uh now that i have that perspective i think that uh i don't i've never heard a man say that I, and I, this is, this is the thing that we, I think talked about in fight or the second part of fight that we never, uh, released, but makeup sex was a whole thing where for a lot of people, 
you you have conflict and then you 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 clear you know whatever you hash it out and then make make up sex is like a reset it's like the uh the analogy about uh that paul gilmartin used about an animal shaking to kind of shake off the trauma or whatever like that's that's what makeup sex is for a lot of people when you're uh, you're in a dynamic with someone you're in a relationship with someone and then you guys have conflict the makeup sex it just kind of resets everything and that's something that you can't like you don't if there's been conflict like that's it that's uh, I, you're not you're you're out of commission and i think uh that's I don't think I've ever heard anyone. I guess, I guess men aren't walking around talking about being sad, <laughs> but, um, that if you aren't perfectly happy that cause for a lot of people, if they're in a bad mood, sex fixes that for them. Like sex changes that sex resets that. And I think it probably does have a lot to do with either the divorce or, uh, Mormonism programming or, but a lot probably getting molested where you can't, you can't cross. You're not at a place right now, at least where you can cross, uh, those two things. Like what, like sex doesn't take you out of it. Uh, the emotions bring sex into the emotional state that you're already in. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just like sex is like volatile. I don't know. It's, it's just got, it's got the propensity for, uh, terribleness. Right. And I feel like if I, uh, uh, I need to enter into that arena with a clear mind or it, uh, just only like solidifies the chances of it going bad. If I bring in any sort of like bad thought into sex, then it's going to get way worse. I just like get into my own head and think about awful things and, uh, uh, yeah, like I'd kind of, I can think on times when I've had sex when I didn't want, when I was, yeah, there was, yeah, yeah, I don't know. That's, I'm going to guess. I think that I eventually, I mean, I have, I'm capable of makeup sex. I I, I get that feeling. I think that it just takes me a long time. I'm not going, I need a long, longer reset time. You know, I need to be by myself and do all this stuff. And that's again, complicated more than one thing. Some of that is just divorce stuff where I, I don't, where I'm afraid of being intimate and I don't want to, be so raw and vulnerable during sex. You know, I want to keep sex fun. Like I don't want to, I don't, I'm scared of being super emotional during sex. Yeah. Uh, but then part, the other part of like, is that those sad emotions, like from a fight, uh, aren't too far away from sad, molested emotions either. So like, you right. just bring it, uh, bringing it in, even if I wasn't afraid of intimacy, like the the possibility of it getting weird and taking me to a dark place is too high in that moment, and so I'd just rather not. Yeah, I. It's very uh, interesting and nuanced and mm. um, uh, unique. I don't know if it's a unique experience, but it's a, it's a, it's, it's not something that we are introduced to in mainstream society. It's not something that we are taught, uh, could be a program running 
for men especially that's just that uh, everything you described i know a million women who uh have those feelings i don't i and spend a lot of time that 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 it's a human feeling like it's not i think that there are feminine and masculine feelings uh uh but like we've spent so much of our time in society ascribing uh those feelings to males and females uh explicitly yeah and uh and and exclusively excuse me but uh they're just human feelings so every human could feel it right you know there's everybody everybody could could feel that way and that's what I love about being alive right now, being alive in this time where we are melding and the lines are, are dissolving and all of these precepts and, and uh, uh, what's the gender is a construct construct, like all these constructs that were just created by someone else. Like they were just someone else's story and, and those old stories are melting away and these new stories are coming up. I mean, it's actually switching of a video game, but whatever, we don't have to get into that. Um, I do. Uh, what are your thoughts about what we talked about earlier? Uh, yeah. Let's just go ahead and record it and see maybe this becomes a two-parter. But I yeah. feel like what I just said, what, I, f- I feel so much more at peace after that after that last little thing I said. Okay. That, uh, but, uh, yeah, let's get into it. I'm just not sure where we would end I'm episode one. I'm trying to think uh, if I should pee real quick. Would that be a great segue? Maybe. We've used it before. All right. So we are going to wrap this episode up. And then I think I want to get more into some of the sexual abuse stuff. But I think there's some stuff in there you don't want just out everywhere. So we could do that on Patreon. Would you feel more? Sure. Sure. I feel I feel the same way. I feel like I haven't said everything that I need to say yet. And I wanted to talk about uh, our hypnosis session and the stuff that we uncovered there so yeah let's just do it uh, a patreon episode okay we'll put this uh part two on patreon tonight yeah uh so and then we'll be back with another regular episode next week on mormon and the meth head bye guys if you put a mormon and a meth head together this is what they sound like aaron would all let just listen to them talking to mike